This time on TNT. Is Mr. Jones like his bird? This is the last pod in this house, Bods. And the rental rates at Long and McQuaid. That's all coming up right now on TNT. <laughs> hey, remember how uh, we talked about Adam Duritz? Yeah. And I'll now, never forget. And now he's like, he's. <laughs> He's, He's a like noodle monster. With everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so He's a, he's a noble like, birdsman. <laughs> the, the, so, we, so we were talking about, we were talking about, uh, like, you know, he slept with so many notable celebrities. Well, okay. And I was like, well, yeah, it, it's actually, it is a little, it's, it's a lot no, more than you, you'd think. And and it's like he's kind of never settled down, and so this song came on and that just was in my head. But if you look at the the lyrics of this song, and <laughs> it's called Mister Jones, and Jones I'm, is I'm like familiar. What, you know, Jones is you know, and it, like what people call an addiction, right? Yeah, he's Jonesing. So I'm assuming, yeah. So I'm assuming this is his horniness. Like he's hanging out with his libido, and uh, that's what this Whoa. song is all about. <laughs> and it's about how he can try and figure out ways to, I don't, to get laid the whole time. <laughs> and if you start reading the lyrics, it's the same vibes. So, are you suggesting it's possible? <laughs> That Mr. Jones is his bird? Yeah. Well, just his his sexual libido, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I, I okay, I, I'm on the hook. And you can reel All me right. in now. Let's I have the lyrics open in front of me. <laughs> okay. Let's go through it one at a time and you can kind of defend your thesis. Okay. I was down at the New Amsterdam, which I suspect is a bar. It's uppercased. Yeah. Staring at this yellow-haired girl. First of all, yeah. first of all, we... we <laughs> first line. First of all, we should preface it by saying we don't know that he's had intimate relations with all these women. We, we suspect no, he like has. The, he's been linked to or dated them. But we can't outright well, say that they closed the deal. No, but like it's they had relationships. It's a safe assumption, sure. Yes, for sure. So I was down at the New Amsterdam staring at this yellow haired girl. Okay. Mr. Jones <laughs> strikes up <laughs> strikes up <laughs> strikes up a conversation with a black haired flamenco dancer. So he's staring at a yellow haired girl and his his bird is talking to a black-haired flamenco dancer. So there's a lot going on. Um, you know, she dances while his father plays guitar. That's where it gets so weird. <clears throat> his... She's in like her dad's playing in the playing a gig somewhere. Okay, but unless this is in wrong, the, it restaurant? says his father plays guitar. So it would be in this case the bird's father. Which obviously doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense. I'm going to a second source because it must be her father too. plays guitar. Yeah, or either either or that this is kind of not not doesn't really matter in the big picture. These things. I know, but I'm really into it. Can you please <laughs> play the song? Because I want to hear whose father is playing guitar. I've never noticed that lyric before. Okay. okay. All right. Let's take her back here. Down at the New Amsterdam. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't mean anything. That might be the bird singing. Yeah, she's she dances while his father plays guitar. <clears throat> okay. Okay, we know this. Yeah. What? 
It's so vulnerable, Adam. Yeah. So, his father is playing guitar. Either or, it's the room is. They're partying. They're partying, yeah. Clearly, by. Pass me the bottle. Yep, sure. And here comes the. uh, (laughs) This is the part where I guess he. uh, He wants to be beautiful, he wants to believe in things. (laughs) He wants to believe in things. (laughs) And here's his libido's like, I think it's on. Yeah. Which means, right there, tell each other fairy tales, which it still could be him and Mr. Jones are the same person. To, to uh, let, give him a more, bre- uh, a more personality. Yeah, we stare at but the beautiful women. She's looking they at tell, you, man. They no, tell, she's not. They, they tell fairy tales, which is a great perspective, where it's like all the, the BS you could think up in your mind. Why? To, to get laid. So let's keep, <laughs> keep going. And we stare at the... She's looking at you now. Nah, she's looking at me. Again, just, just to keep the idea that it's about, you know... Trying to meet that girl. <laughs> I mean, it all tracks. Cause, cause when everybody loves you, right here, you can never be lonely. Can't, can't be lonely. Cause if he's lonely, then he's got to be by himself again, and that's not what's going on. Hmm. Here. This is, this entire verse seems like filler. No, but if he knew Picasso. I'd buy myself a great guitar and play? Yeah, why would you do that? To to meet girls. (laughs) It's the only reason why he'd be on just rocking out with Picasso. See, they're staring at women still. I, I really want to... She's looking at you. I don't think so. She's looking at me. Again. Again with the great guitar. Unless that is uh, imagery. When everybody loves me, bird. I won't be lonely. Because he wants to be a lion. And remember that part? Well, no, I don't. Get all that. <laughs> he wants but... to get... He wants to pass his cats and all that big stars we want different we all got different reasons for that his is getting laid <laughs> i want to be a lion yeah because lions do a lot of pounding no they don't do they <laughs> they pound eat and sleep i know but they sleep like 23 and a half hours a day yeah grab oh, a sure. bite Get into things and go back to sleep. But this is him. This is his concept of it. Hmm. Because he wants to believe. But this is good. Another good one here. Talking about the ladies again. Back at another place. Trying to pick up girls again. Okay. Who who says that? Other than a guy that's like kind of simplistic at a party, I want to be Bob say Dylan. You know? Just because they, they know that Bob Dylan, like every time you see Bob Dylan with a girl in a, in, a, in the '60s, he's all over them. Is he? And he's always talking. Yeah, he was the horniest and always was like that. So he wants to be Bob Dylan because Bob Dylan had the uh, ears of many ladies, and Mr. Jones. Which is who's a little more funky, maybe dancing, like party vibes, right? And that's, again, another, perhaps another, his personality on a different day. You know what I mean? To broaden his horizons. I feel like this is the same. Because when everybody loves you. <laughs> yeah. I feel and like it's, it's kind of the fame. same as closing time. How that's actually about his wife giving birth to the kid, and it doesn't really track. And I sort of get it, yeah, and he, I want it to be true. He wants to, he, he wants to be famous in this. 
wants to look at TV and see himself and all that stuff. And everyone loves you. Like, sort of. I, I'm almost buying it. first song that came out there on SNL like a couple months after it started and I tell you what he was doing a lot of road pounding who this dude Adam <laughs> as soon as this Adam as soon as this was like his concept of I'm gonna get I'm gonna take it to the limit I'm gonna sleep with the the biggest celebrities I can find and bangle bangle mongo he did it <laughs> yep, as everyone always says, bingo, bango, bongo. Um, it's interesting. I, I'm just saying it's 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 a take on. I well, think the guy was kind of horny based on the amount of uh, relations you saw him having, and uh, it makes sense. That's all. It's I'll fun to think about, and it, I, 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 you know, it brings new enjoyment to the song for me when you think about. Well, it that. It's fun to think about. That's the whole point. I also think... It's fun to think about. I also think maybe because in my mind's eye, it came out around the same time as All I Want to Do, the Sheryl Crow song, I'd always pictured that he and Mr. Jones were in this bar during the day. Did you picture that? I think it's like him and Mr. Jones at a bunch of different bars and places. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a continual glance at that out there meeting women socializing how do i get this woman to look at me how do i get this one to talk to me boy i want to get laid and hey how do we get laid because just wondering if we could you know what if that girl's like so hot and i just what, what do i what do i gotta say to get her to let wait a second check out this guitar I know a couple chords and get up on the stage here hey do you want a vodka tonic I because I write stories for a living sometimes, I really want the math of the story to track. And Well, I'm saying you there's you know those guys, they're out there. They're out there. You know they're out there. Oh yeah, they're out there. I've met many musicians that are like that's all they can think about. So it's just a it's just a fun little concept gaff. I don't know. I know it is. I'm really into it. Um we're watching a TV show uh called uh Divorce Girl's Guide to Something. Don't even know how yeah. we stumbled upon it. But there are the first couple of seasons were really interesting as this kind of marriage dissolves and the acting's really good. And um, then in the last season or two, there are these big logic gaps. So, for example, a drunk guy <laughs> gives a speech at a wedding that goes on for almost two full minutes. And in real life, someone would... <laughs> tackle the guy or take the mic away or say come on man that's not cool hand me over the mic yeah. it that would never happen and in the same episode her ex-husband shows up at the wedding with a baby that isn't his to say can you help me with the baby that would never happen like it's kind of lost plausibility so in trying to do the math of mr jones's lifetime dad, script styles yeah but i always thought mr jones was a man of a certain age and to now imagine like this, I am rocked by this news that his dad was playing guitar for the flamenco dancer. So how old is Mr. Jones? No. And then how old is his dad? Well, I'm saying conceptually, it's Mr. Jones is him, you know, portraying a uh, an older, an older, wiser person. Hmm. It's just that's, a lot. That's it's a lot to accept. Helps him. Helps him. Helps him get laid. Yep. <clears throat> I get it. Something was going on when he walked in the, the uh, on the friend set to say hi. Something was there. In the Billy Currington song, <laughs> people are crazy. There's something going on to, for him to be like hanging out on, to be like, yeah, they're together with all of them, the whole cast. I want to, um, I want to do a <laughs> brief dive into the Billy Currington song, People Are Crazy. Because it is, like a lot of country songs, it's a narrative song. So here's the story, okay? This old yep. man and me, we're at the bar, and we. We're having us some beers and swapping I don't cares. Okay, got it. Um, this is, I want, I want to highlight one uh, lyric in particular that's like, 
what? How how did they even get away with that? So basically what happens is uh, Billy Currington, the protagonist of the song People Are Crazy, meets this older gentleman at a bar. They have a couple drinks. They're swapping stories about all the hell they put women in their life through. The guy says he was in two wars. He's been married and divorced. Um, anyway, they get wasted. Um, the old guy blows a couple darts, says these things will kill me yet. Um, then... At last call, they say goodbye. They never see each other again. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So you're, you're with me so far, right? They met at a bar. They had a few drinks. You, they talked about well, horror yeah. stories. And then it was like, good night. <laughs> now, here's the yeah. next verse. And I'm going to read it the way the uh, stand or lines are laid out. Ready? Then one sunny day, sure. yeah. I saw the old man's face. Front page obituary. He was a millionaire. He he left his oh, fortune no. to some guy he barely knew. His kids were mad as hell, huh? But me, I'm doing well. So it took a few listens to figure oh, out. <laughs> no. So it took oh, a few man. listens to figure That's out. That's a classic cliche. The old guy uh, passed away, and he left the money to Billy Currington, not his kids. <clears throat> Um, and he just met this guy once. So here's what happens at the end of the song. Uh, and I dropped by today. That's not the end? No, just listen. <laughs> the twist has a twist? And I dropped by today to just say thanks and pray. And I left a six pack right there on his grave. Oh, my God. Yeah, he went to see him. Left some beer on the grave. Sure. But listen to this combo. Front page. What I don't understand is... He left him. Well, it's pretty funny. It's like it's the classic. Okay, we need to wrap this up in like five seconds, right? The last bit of the movie, one of those things. Yeah. But like, if a guy gives you all his money, wouldn't you know when he died? <laughs> like, instead of just like having to read. Wouldn't know. Paper. But the most pretty greasy move. The most bold rhyming scheme I've ever heard is front page obituary. He was a millionaire. He. And then another he at the start of the next line, he left his fortune to. Three he's in two lines. Oh, he was a millionaire, he, a he he left his fortune to. Yeah. Well, in the song, it probably makes sense because there's probably a big break in between each he. Sort of. He, he was a millionaire, he. Oh, man. Throws away. And I said to Carol, like, what's a millionaire, he? <laughs> Oh. Lyrics, am I right? That's interesting, you know, like because I'm so unaware of that, like modern country music. When it comes on, I, it's hard for me to hear the lyrics, which is interesting if you think about it. Well, I was really surprised to just discover Mr. Jones is a song that I've heard a million times. So many of those lyrics, I was like, yeah. "What lion?" I don't remember that part. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Well, certain phrases like I mean, I don't really green and red yeah. and black and gray or whatever. I know that. Well, that yeah, that happens to me sometimes. Like I'll hear a song from the 90s that I thought I hated. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Those aren't some uh, bad words there. I thought that was uh, worse. Who would it's not too bad? Who would you say you wrote off? Who's actually oh, because not bad? I, I just think that like in when you're young and you're in a band trying to to compete with other bands there's a part of you that just doesn't like most music that you're listening right. to in a sense like it's somehow um like you like certain things and certain certain music so much but a lot of contemporary artists that you like don't really pay attention to you don't really care about and to be honest like you, you don't listen to it i get and, that uh, even though you, you hear it even though you hear it all the time it's like you're all of a sudden in a, you know, at no frills with a shopping cart when music is on, you just, it goes by or you turn it away. So you become for very familiar with it to the point where you actually know a lot of the lyrics in, in terms and sense. But like uh, when you uh, hear it after 10 years later and you give it, I think you give it some, it's almost like, the, you know, the, there's no reason to, to, to not... Uh, dislike it as much when you're not out there trying at a position that you're trying to maintain you know what i mean like when you're on the charts and you're trying to write hits and all that shit well i think that's maybe an age thing 
your rough edges get sanded down. Like I used to be far more critical and competitive yeah. about other people's shows or other people's careers or other people's comedy. And now I just think, Hey, you made a thing. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I think there's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Age is for sure a part of it. Definitely. Because you don't care as much as that stuff. Right. And that and when you're young and, and I was super young so I was really like, uh, I guess, competitive in that nature, you know. Well, I think that um, is some but, yeah. gas you need for the fires of accomplishing things. <clears throat> Speaking of baby think, Jared, uh, this is a significant pot like, for uh, a big reason. <clears throat> this is yeah, this is the last pod in this house. Crazy I'm moving on Monday, and. Uh, it, yeah, this is the last weekend here. Cut the grass for the last time. So it's starting to, you know, feel a little more uh, your understanding, the, the the gravity of 21 years at a place. And so it's uh, it's 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 cool. But it's it's been great. The fact that we're like the we're doing so much at the new place. And when, when I go there, it feels that same home feeling is there. You know great. what I mean? So that's awesome. So I'm I'm really excited to get there. The kids are all stoked. They can't wait. They've picked their rooms and they really like their rooms. You know, like they're like, well, mine's the best for this. And they're like, well, mine's the best for this. So it's great, man. We're stoked. So and, uh, you were, how old were you when you bought this place? Like, and, and what was it like? Do you remember going to see it for the 20, first time? 25. Yeah, 25. And uh, I, I was... Uh, me and my girlfriend at the time were just kind of randomly looking for places on the water because I had a condo downtown at Richmond and Sherburne and uh which I bought for $110,000. Wow. And it was a 1100 square foot condo in 96 or something like that. Right downtown. For that price, 110, it was basically a thousand bucks a square foot, like insanity. Dang. And I sold that place for 210 or something a couple years later, five years to buy this place, you know, and this place was back then it was on the water and it was up and it's in Oak Ridges and it was, uh, yeah, 200 and 200 and something grand, like just ridiculous. Was it a cottage? Yeah, it was a cottage at that time. Like for people from the city went there on yeah. weekends. Like that's so crazy, huh? Yeah, because it wasn't as Lake built Wilcox. up as it is now. Can, yeah, I'll say it now because I I would never say the name just in case like some crazy person you know wanted to come to Lake Wilcox and sock me in the eye for something. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place, and uh, it at one point was a community where. It was yeah, cottages from the city, and I, and then I guess in the eighties and it got a little greasy. There was a lot of bikers here, so it got tough, and kind of scared away the the idea of a cottage community. And then uh, as they were they were kind of beaten away in a sense, uh, moved off. It became again like in the in the, the late nineties and the two thousands. It started to to get found out, I guess, by local neighborhoods. And at this point now, it's just become uh, the city is connected here. Like it's North Richmond Hill now and Aurora is just north. So it's all just one now. So uh, it's a good spot. It's a great place. The schools are great. So when you looked at it, was it like Nan and Bumpy are selling their place and all the original (laughs) furniture came with it? Like that kind of thing? Nan... (laughs) The original place, yeah. yeah, it was totally like kind of musty yeah, it a, and it was a yeah, it was it was actually it was a couple that had just divorced, and they had just done like a a small addition on the original cottage, which was built in nineteen forty five, and uh, we ended up keeping the addition that they did, just this two story back, and knocking down the front and adding a whole. Uh, two stories there so and because that was higher it ended up being five levels so that's why uh the house is interesting but it's a skinny 
plot. It's only on 25 feet by 300 deep. Right. So uh, we got a lot of space out of it, out of that design. But uh, yeah, that was, I guess, almost 10 years ago now that we built it. But that's the house that your kids uh, came home from the hospital to, right? Like that's yeah. that's been your yeah. house. Wild. It has. It has. They all grew up here, you know, so that's pretty cool. And uh, the next place, well, you know, they're, they're at a, a young enough age to appreciate it at the same level there, the next phase. And the, the fact that they've been here, and, and to be honest, the, the how long the transition has been has been perfect. Like everybody has had kind of had a way to to get through and, and I guess grieve the uh, transition and yeah. think about uh, the future. They've had a lot of chance to, to, to do it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely emotional for sure. I think that Lisa has the biggest connection to it um, because I've been here maybe so long that it's been too long. It's, it's, it's the most I've ever been in one place in my life to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm welcoming somewhere else. Hmm. So she uh, has a little more of a connection. So, um, yeah. So do you have any specific like plans for like, let's get takeout from here for the last time on the last night? Or is it just like you're luckily so busy with the transition that there's no time to kind of stand around and get in your head? Yeah, there's n- yeah, there's no there's no time, really. It's just been so much uh, movement right now. It's like trying to get as much stuff out of here. So I don't get reamed so badly by the moving company because of the costs of the movers has been extremely ridiculous. Like I've had to move uh, a few things because we bought like the cabinets Lisa bought and all this other stuff that's been kind of coming and going like appliances or whatever. It's just moving companies. The costs have been crazy. So I don't want to, they quoted $4,000 for the move. Oh, and I'm like, it's only 18 minutes from here. And they said 10 hours at 350 an hour. I'm like, it's not taking 10 hours. We're getting everything out of here. So there's, we're trying to keep, so there's nothing really but big things. So it really shouldn't take more than a, a couple hours to get all this stuff in and out. Or out, I mean. And then in on the other end. Man, I, I love when people do 10 hours. what they said they were going to do. I have uh, I had to find an appliance for the cottage. Called around to a few places, yeah. like a few shoulder shruggers. Then found this bud who was like, "Hey, let me do some digging. I'm going to send you an email." He sent me an email. The thing was available when he said it would be. Um, it's just you you appreciate in a greedy market where everyone's just uh, you know taking people for as much as they can. You appreciate when you come across a bud who's like, "Hey, this is what I do. Let me help you with that." Yeah. Well, mostly it's been people say a price and that's been perfect. It's fine. But I've just found that we've used movers enough that there's no like, hey, you did got to call this guy. This guy will give you a deal because that's like it, there's no deals in moving. It doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> right. We even know people that have companies and there's still no deals because it's just so expensive to do it. It's also just a hard yeah. job. It is. It is. Oh, for sure. lifting a deep it, freeze into someone's basement in the summer, man. Bless their hearts. No way, man. Yeah, and it's really like uh, it's a roll of the dice on the weather. I mean, it's been pretty good right now. I think it'll be all right, but it's been. You don't want it to be pouring rain when you're doing that either. Heck no. Um. So I did something last night that so I've yeah. never done before. It, what? Um. In the soccer game, the ref didn't show up. And so her coach was like, do any parents want a ref? And I was in flip-flops. And I was like, I don't see doing that. But he said, "Uh, or I can ref if one of you guys wants to coach. I was like, well, that I can do. I'll get my Will Ferrell on. Um, So it was really fun. There's, uh, I thought you've coached before, didn't you? I don't think I have. Have I? Oh, okay. I thought you did. I don't know. I thought you did something. Maybe you just organized something. Huh. But yeah, it's fun to coach the kids because it's just motivation. Have right? you done just, it? All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 
here's what I like about it. They're such sponges for information. And if you um, just point out simple things in real time, you can see them implement those changes. Like I found mm-hmm. when they were on the sidelines, because they almost like minor hockey, they switch it out every few minutes. Um, I found those yeah, that's the best that's time it. to kind of whisper in a kid's ear like, hey, so next time your goalie gets the ball, you can run up the field. You don't need to hover right around them. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Our goalie all put on your a clinic. Focus is, is, yeah, all your focus is just to try and get everybody to play a lot. That's all. Yeah, and to spread out too because there's such a natural inclination yeah. to go where the ball is. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they just go right after the it. They all Timbit hockey styles. Yeah. Who was it? One of your boys played really competitive soccer, right? Jack. Yeah. Well, they all all three played. And uh, Tony, their godfather, he uh, he's kind of what got them into soccer. He loves soccer and definitely helped motivate them into it. And Jack actually took to it to the point where he started playing the uh, higher level soccer and. Uh, yeah, he was getting really good, and uh, he just actually found out that it was just taking up a lot of his time, and he wanted to do some other stuff. So that's Jack. There you go. Actually, a lot of it's that's what happens kind of with the competitive soccer. I mean, I think only one or maybe one of his friends out of all the guys that were on his team at one point, it was everybody. And eventually, it because it starts to become four days a week, and the older you get, the more days you're playing and the longer stuff gets. So it's a lot of dedication. So you start thinking at 13, 14, 15 in all sports. Like, this is the point where it's like, well, am I really going to give this a shot? Because if you are, then you have to really double down on everything. Or, you know, you're just going to chill and, and play house league or whatever. Yeah. But generally... Uh, the reason why they stop is because they want to have that that spare time and to do other things. And yeah, and it stops being fun. Yeah, well, if they're that's the thing. If they're really good, then they're they think, well, you know what? Maybe this can give me a, a scholarship to something, which it absolutely can. So it's a good idea to keep doing it if you like it and you're pretty good at it, and it, it can take you places. Yeah, it's also just um, a good way to, you know, practice working with a group, practice getting along with people you don't naturally gravitate towards, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. There you go, bud. What? So, uh, yeah. You, you so- want to hear a song? Yes, I do. Let's see how From fast 1990? I can. Uh, not very fast. You'll know now. I saw the sign, Ace of Base. <laughs> so here's hey. okay, here's the challenge. <laughs> Jeremy, what? imagine you were a session drummer. Yeah. And the producer has to describe the kind of beat they want for a song like I Saw the Sign. How would you describe that beat? Like just give give me something blank. Oh, it's really straight for one thing. Yep. Like if you let me listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally boots and caps. Well, it's interesting that I well, hold on a sec. There's a little change in it that makes it a little different. Interesting. What's interesting? Well, it's like it's a two. It's a two-bar like it's a full eight-bar pattern. It's like repeats long, which is weird. It goes like doons, da doon doons, da doon doons, da doon, and then it goes. Only goes like it only does it half that the next time. So it's just weird that it's so long. I'm like, and what is that really necessary to be that different in the first four bars? Boom boom. Boom, boom. Like, that's not necessary, I don't think. Boom. See, they don't do it again there. But they huh. do it here at the boom. Boom, boom. I'm like, that's just like, it just sounds kind of busy. But then if you hear the riff, it might make sense. Is it electric drums? 
Oh no, because it changes again. You know what it is? It's just some shitty '90s uh, electric beat guy. That's all it is. That's just shit. That's terrible. <laughs> I kind of like it though, because it change it, it changes and then it's like ding, da ding, ding, da Like fuck off. If you're ch- if you're changing the beat that much in the first twenty three <laughs> seconds, I'm out. What do you mean you're I'm gone? What do you mean you're out? You're changing the channel or you're quitting the session? Well, it's it, it means it it means you're you're just fucking around. You don't know what you're doing because you're you're already, you've changed you like you only have so much time to set a feel. And if you're just changing it up right away, why are you doing it for one thing? If it's like are you bored? Then that's bullshit. Because you're supposed to keep it the same and or build upon a feel like it's just you don't hear that. Although without it, the, the beat just the beat. No, I'm saying it's just kind of it, it's it is whatever salad the drums right there. Absolute what it's because it's not bad, but it's like they're changing, so it does. It's not uh, memorable. You know what I mean? Like you think of we will rock you when boom boom ba boom. Ba, boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba. You know what? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? What's going on? It's fucking boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba. You don't fucking change it, man. If it's like, if you're trying to make a point and you start it, what what's going on? This guy's all over the place. Right. It. So it's a sign of insecurity because he's he has, he's not secure chop. in his feet to just let it ride as is. Well, it's. I'm, yeah, it's probably someone who's like, uh, uh, you know, not a drummer and thinks they can do drums. Well, that's one that's of the reasons happened. I'm not a great drummer because I can't just settle <laughs> into a beat. I have to try fills and stuff where they don't need them. Yeah. It takes a lot of confidence to just uh, let it ride. Yeah. It's like if you can do a run like here, as a vocalist, you-, you don't do a run every line that gets boring. Let's see what happens here on this jam. <laughs> like the drums are crazy in this, but they don't mess, they, they stick with it. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Oh, I blew oh, there's a big intro without the beat. <laughs> Big intro, bots. Here we go. Here it comes. It's literally kick and hi hat on the one. How would you describe <laughs> that beat? Wicked. It's great. No, I know, but if straight, someone came in to play a session, way. yeah, okay, just keep it straight, stay out of the way. Yeah, stay out of the way. And they're like, that's the ultimate stay out of the way. They'll, th- there's like some additional things they'll throw in there, but it's always around the vocal. See? Dirty. See how that went right around inside this, this vocal there? There was a little hole, so it went chugga, 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 chugga. Like those are going only with the rhythm of the backups or with the rhythm of the vocal. Bugga, bugga, which bugga. Is like it's it just hooky. So yeah, that was uh, that's good stuff right there. I'm into it. <laughs> What's the what? Finish like finish this sentence. It's not my normally yeah. my taste in music, but it that is a great jam. Yeah, like here's a great concept of great. This beat does not change once it starts. That's again, it's like an old R&B sample. I know, but what does change time is the rap, right? So is sure. is that why you well, can't have two Snoop's things changing times? Like if yeah, the B was changing have, and like, Snoop something. was changing, it's too much. 
Well, you you question the, it's the lyric and it's right at the forefront. So why would something underneath that all of a sudden try to compete with that? It's doesn't it's pointless. It's it's confusing for the listener and it just starts to why would you do it? Someone would do it well cuz it's different. No, it's it you might think it's different, but that's more of a mistake than different because it's not done all the time and it's different because it's 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 pointless because you're creating your poke you know you're creating unless it goes with it all like you can play something complicated and something completely different but if it's like does like for example like the talking heads always did that they would play everybody doing a different rhythm crazy but it was like that's but it, it, the whole point is like you take a space, but you're taking that space because it's uh, it's creating one bigger thing. Like here's a good example. Like everybody's playing different parts. Even the drum beat pokes a hole in a spot. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Actually, this one's a good, it's the older, it's a more simple version of what that is. Like the bass is so simple in Psycho Killer. And they've they got the kick. But then when the guitar and all the rest comes in, they work against each other. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They're so good at that. Another good one is burning down the house. Start, like the rhythm of it is kind of the guitar part. And the drums are all over the place on top. Again, the guitar poking holes with another rhythm. Gotta let it. Then it. It's almost like the guitar's playing the horn part. Or the percussion part, kind of. Jagat, jagat. Or the. This one, folks, good ones. Anyway, can't go wrong with Talking Heads. It's good stuff. What's your um, take on uh, David yeah. Byrne? <clears throat> I think he's uh, very creative, and uh, but at the same time, probably uh, not the nicest guy to get along with. Oh, really? Because I think, like, with that band, you had uh, a lot of creative people and together, and uh, the four of them were all very on top of their game and i guess for some reason because he was singing he thought he was more important in a sense (laughs) and like just started taking control and maintaining that and i think it got to the point where like he would only write with them if he would like he got credit only for the singles and uh so like you know when you're a band and it's just like i write the singles and i you know you guys do whatever else it's just that's not a great way to be doing it when you can start it in a different way you know what i mean when you're writing everything together and then all of a sudden one guy thinks he can do it all gets ugly and and you can see it most in their the in the uh their rock and roll hall of fame awards exception speech like they'd set they do it separately and it's like the most awkward thing ever they do it separately Well, he's like there in the background when the three of them are talking and then he comes and talks. It's just like, you know, that, that's how it gets sometimes. 
I'm sure, you know, like I'm not in OLP, so I probably wouldn't be talking right beside rain as like, you know, some prepared thing we talked about together. You know what I mean? Um, I guess. I guess I guess it but depends that, on the individual. But that like, one is classic. Like it's worth a watch. <laughs> It's worth a watch for sure, definitely. But there's some uh, there's some crazy uh, acceptance speeches. I don't know why people uh, like the worst one is that Mike Love from uh, the Beach Boys. He's he's really off his rocker. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's crazy, man. He's crazy. Anyway. So why? Like, why is he uh, drug induced <laughs> crazy? No, no, he's just like a right wing nut job, like he's and like just not cool whatsoever, and was always a, a, a just like d bag. So he's one of those kind of guys, like playing at Trump's uh, inauguration styles. For sure, definitely, like has probably had a MAGA hat on since they started making them to this day. Isn't it a treat? Like how little. Do you say the word Trump in your life now? <laughs> like for something that was yeah, so well, on the cover of yeah. every newspaper and lead story and everything, it it takes not having it in your life to realize how much it was a part of our lives. Like the four year, ling- what's going to happen he, today? He certainly lingers. He lingers like a fart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, because he's not going away, really. If you still smell hard enough, it's still there. And they, like, he's still the the face of the GOP at this point. So, I who know. knows what's going on. Is he going to run again? <laughs> so far, it seems that, well, if if it's not him, it's that pedophile Matt Getz or that psychopath, whatever, the crazy blonde lady. Like, those are all, they're all insane. I wouldn't want to go... Anywhere around with any of those creeps. I um, there's Nuts. there's a Nova Scotia uh, election going on right now, and my friend Shauna is running, and I, as friends should, showed up uh, for her and spent a couple hours with her Saturday, like putting up some signs and stuff. Um, you know, yeah, it's uh, such an, a thankless task running, especially if you don't expect to win. And we had a conversation about her expectations and, and, you know, she doesn't see her chances as being uh, good. Um, And I, I was like, is that to kind of manage your own expectations or kind of protect yourself? And she's like, no, it's kind of realistic. There's an incumbent who's quite popular and I don't see him losing that much of the vote in a really short time, but it's pretty noble to throw your hat in the ring just because, you know, asking, uh, timely questions with a megaphone helps move the needle a little bit, right? Yeah, well, you gotta, you have to start somewhere, right? And uh, it's interesting because it's always, I always find the one that, you know, generally the people that, that I agree with most get the least amount of votes, which makes me sick, you know? Right. Well, I know her firsthand to be like, uh, lucid and level-headed and really razor sharp and makes excellent decisions and often solves problems before anyone else even hears about them. Like here's a person yeah. who would be phenomenal in that job. I don't think her party's going to win. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But there should be more people like her in politics for sure. It's just interesting to be out there because you realize what a landmine it is and how, uh, just by standing beside that sign, someone can be like, yeah, but remember when so-and-so was premier in Alberta seven years ago and what they did? Like, no, what? No, man, I can't handle it. No, I'm sick and tired of that. Like, what, 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 this, this guy is a complete idiot. You don't know this, then this, this person did this eight years ago. I mean, uh, the NDP have, have never had a chance and Bob Ray kind of ruined their chances by, in Ontario by you know doing things that weren't in NDP like at all so um i think that that Jack Layton was was a big part and i think 
uh, Jugmeet is is a, a very intelligent and a, a probably uh, just as uh, 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 in terms of uh, what he knows and and his pedigree and understanding would fit in perfectly as as and and I think I don't know I, I, at this point people seem to uh, fire so much flames about liberals and 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 Justin Trudeau. And the dumpster fire that the PCs are, I just don't, I don't understand why people don't see it as like, well, let's, let's give these guys a chance for real. Like what's, what's up with that? Why is it always like laughed about when it, when, when people talk about the NDP? I just don't understand. Yes. The, um, the kind of headline argument that I have seen the most is great policies, not practical, no way to pay for it. But man, yeah, I know. But that's like such a small-minded thing to say. Like that's what you say. That's what you hear when you go to a major network with a great idea, right? Yeah, it's such a cool idea. I just don't see how to get it done by technical reasons that don't have anything to do with creativity. Yeah, (laughs) you know, just really maddening. I wonder if all things considered, like first of all, whoever inherits um, power in our country and in each province is inheriting a bit of a dumpster fire because f- the financial ripples from the last couple of years are going to be a big challenge. Like I was thinking about that because yeah. driven to PEI quite a bit in the last couple of months. And at the New Brunswick border, there are 10 huts with heat pumps in them and people in them and a couple of police cars there. And they're, uh, asking people, you know, COVID questions on the way through, like just kind of the border is shored up. Where's that money come from? Mm. Imagine like all these extra costs that have to come from a miscellaneous column that we'll be paying for in ways we didn't even imagine for years to come. Like what a mess. But I wonder if all things considered someone like uh, Justin Trudeau is like, yeah, no, you know what? That was worth it. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you know what? I think about like, the amount of money that's spent in Ottawa, just like restoring and new stuff and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, the amount of money and the amenities that are given to people that work in government and the cost of that, you know, all those things are are way more than generators and people working out there. And uh, that's the biggest issue is, is like starting to... Uh, be more transparent about how money comes and goes in this country and how stuff uh, is actually filtered towards the better betterment as opposed to uh, how much it costs to, to, to run a government and certain uh, energy sectors and all these things that there, where people are making money hand over fist. You know, it's just uh, there needs to be something done more on the... the the idea of just policies and economic breakdowns as opposed to like parties and campaigns and all that stuff. I've seen Jagmeet a couple of times in, in public, like at Pearson, I think twice passing him kind of on the standing escalator going the opposite way. Um, makes eye contact, genuine smile. Like I think he's a bud. And Mm -hmm. I remember someone asking him, uh, recently about the cost of drinking water in the North. Did you see that clip? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there. This is Toronto or Vancouver. You wouldn't even be asking the question, (laughs) which is really true, but it's not a job for me, bud. And I'm guessing not for you either. No, no, it isn't. It isn't. Especially because people are job for me. What? Uh, packing boxes like nobody's business good chatting bud hours. all right we're gonna steal back five minutes from this week's pod <laughs> so you can pack two more boxes don't yeah, forget I, I, um uh, i'm right now i was gonna say don't what? forget under the don't bathroom sink because every time you're like there i'm done then you find under the bathroom sink is like oh q-tips and uh, bite spray and sunscreen and there's always a sneaky amount of stuff under the bathroom sink yeah I think right now it's like 
uh, the cold storage is so full. I'm going to dive into that. What's in the cold storage? It's more of like our cold storage here is more of we used it for just storage period. So there's like drum stuff. There's uh, hockey equipment. There's like baseball memorabilia. Well, like the open and there's chuck. all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, it's, it's all kinds of stuff in there. Hey, don't go throwing out any <laughs> drums. I'll take them. No. This is, I, I got a great new spot in the, in the house. I got a little, I'm going to build a drum room, music room. Like keep your kit set up all the time? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mouse. For sure. So when you come over, we can jam. Yes. That sounds fun. We can record some we can record some new bangers. Yes. We should yeah. our next record should be called Bangers with a Z. Straight bangers. <laughs> um Bangers and MASH, but it's like MASH is spelt like the TV show. Yeah. Because we're like old and we watch TV after we've jammed. And the S in the MASH is a dollar sign. <laughs> it's us watching MASH hanging out. Bangers and after, MASH. With the gear in the back. The gear in the background. <laughs> it's like the two piece. I can actually kind of see it. It's awesome. It is. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. I haven't seen. I haven't. Wa- I did watch Mash growing up, but I haven't caught up on on Mash. Have you? Did you watch Mash growing Heck up? Heck yeah! I started taking saxophone yeah, in grade so eight just it. to learn "Suicide Is Painless." <laughs> that's a banger. Practicing in my room for hours. We're here in the gym. We should put it in the live set. (laughs) There could be the jazz version. Do you remember how to play it? Can you still play sax at all? I could probably pull it together pretty quick. Except, didn't I tell you? Shit, you've got to. I had to buy a sax. (laughs) You got to bring the sax out. I had to buy a sax as a prop for something I was shooting. So I met a guy in. I found it on Kijiji, met a guy in the bank parking lot. And I was like, how long have you yeah. been playing? And he was like, playing what? <laughs> like, okay, this this transaction already feels shady. Um, he obviously didn't play. He just uh, came into possession of it somehow. Oh, Greasy. what? So then... Um, you think, oh my god on the news bludgeon sax player at local yeah. jazz bar found an alley yeah how long have you been playing man playing what okay um, anyway I donated it to the high school music program but I'll get my hands on another greasy sax and we can play the mash theme for sure <laughs> We can go to Long McQuaid and rent one for eight yes. bucks for like three three weeks. <laughs> so you have your mouth on someone else's <laughs> read. No, I was just no, I was just saying how awesome, like how cheap it is to rent stuff at Long McQuaid. Eight bucks for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I I rented the guitar for that session we did. And I forgot to bring it back for like three weeks, and I was like worried it was gonna be like three, four hundred bucks. And the guy's like, "Yeah, that'll be uh, eleven dollars." <laughs> <laughs> and if you rent it at Long and McQuaid in Sudbury, you can return it in Winnipeg, right? Yeah, you can take. <laughs> yeah, that's the even better part. <laughs> I remember we did a show and I'm like, oh no, I forgot these hi-hats in my bag from Victoria. I dropped them off right down the street. (laughs) They don't even care. (laughs) They don't care. Yeah, I rented these tin whistles in uh, the Paw, Manitoba. No problem. You can return them here in Shakutami. The the best is you and I are like, oh no, there's no PA at this show. We went to... We went to Long McQuaid and got a whole, whole PA for the whole place. It was like $200. <laughs> and there's a guy with a skinny leather tie. Yeah, man, no problem. Can I help load that in your car? <laughs> and you know those guys can just like, shred, too. Like a $7,000 PA system and all the stands and everything. And they all say, no worries. Hey, can you throw in some hi-hats? No worries. 
<laughs> yeah, no problem. Can I get a couple drum sets in an organ? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Aww. Oh, anyway, good chatting, but we made it. Got to an hour good here. Chatting, I gotta get going. Goodbye. Okay, bye. 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 bye.